0: reading club for people thanks for joining us as we discuss please kill me the uncensored oral history of punk by legs mcneil and jillian mccain this week part four you should never have opened that door and now your hosts mark brush and josh tyson is looking very strong this week rotating those triceps out opening up the armpits melting the heart toward the floor Mm
1: -hmm.
0: release every little ounce of tension in the neck and shoulders let your neck hang there you go and now just uh I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hands on you so just try and try and stay calm I'm gonna push into your lower (laughs) back cold oh sorry sorry I should have warmed them up so I'm gonna push yeah, and I want, you to, I want you to push your thighs back to the, the wall behind you. Very nice. Very nice, Mark. You are open wide, man. This is good. Yeah, continue melting the heart to the floor. I'm going to make you hold this one for a little longer, but don't worry. Child's pose is next, okay? There you go. Heels down. Oh, your heels are almost touching the floor. Yeah, keep breathing. There you go, Mark. All right, you've earned it. Take child's pose. You take child's pose and uh, I'll answer the door. Oh, yeah. Hello, friends. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Buddies. Got your books. Grab some zin. Let's dig in. Mark Williams, man.
1: Hey, Matt.
0: Yep. Always, always on hand for context. Mark, where are we this week?
1: <clears throat> Greetings. Welcome, everyone, to the fourth installment of Book Buddies. It's a
0: reading club for people.
1: Uh, as a Williams graduate, I would like to preface today's discussion with a few contextualizing remarks. As, as usual, I've highlighted a few of the key players in today's discussion and I think there are three today and maybe if Josh is feeling up to it we'll get a little bit of a music to accompany some of these. Sex pistols. Now everybody knows them we don't need to discuss their historical details. I thought I'd give you a sense of them by explaining this one key public moment on, uh, let's see, December 1st, 1976.
0: Set the stage if you Appearing
1: as last-minute replacements for fellow EMI artists, Queen. Love me some Queen. For an early evening live broadcast of Thames Television's Today program. I wonder if that's like a Matt Lauer thing. Probably is. Uh, the band and their entourage were offered drinks as they waited to go on air. During the interview, Steve Jones... Now, pay attention, Josh. I'm, I'm gonna, listening. Well, actually, uh, Sean, Matt, Will, Goodwill, uh, th- you want to play? No. No, they're shy. You, you play Steve Jones. You're a fucking actor, for Christ's sake. All right. During the interview, Steve Jones said the band had fucking spent, that's in quotation marks, its label advance, and Johnny Rotten twice, twice used the word Shit. Hmm. This isn't in the book, is it? Nineteen seventy six. No. This oh, okay. Is, this is uh, you're extra.
0: reading this. and I'm like, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, it's extra I... research. Oh, okay. Digging a little deeper. Yeah. Williams' Ho- man.
1: Host Bill Grundy. I'll play the role of Bill Grundy.
0: You look like a Grundy.
1: <clears throat> who claimed to be as drunk as his interviewees engaged engaged in repartee with repartee. A Susie Sue. Of Susie and the Banshees. Who declared that she had all quote always wanted to meet him. Grundy responded, "Did you really?" We'll meet afterwards, shall we? Wow, a bit randy, eh? This prompted the following exchange between Steve Jones. I'm by, Jones. Played by Josh Tyson. And me, Bill Grundy.
0: <clears throat> you dirty sod. You dirty
1: old man. Well, keep going, Chief. Keep going. Go on. You've got another five seconds. Say something outrageous. You dirty bastard. Go on again. You dirty fucker. Ah, what a clever boy. What a fucking rotter. See. Wow, method. That's a little bit of the Sex Pistols for you.
0: I think I'm going to start calling you a fucking rotter more often. That's all good. How about a clip? A clip of what? Me calling you a fucking rotter? Do you want that on a loop or something? How about... No, no. I'm just I'm flipping through the vinyl here, Mark. <laughs> no, you're not. Let me give us a little... Uh, here, uh. God Save the Queen.
1: Made you a yeah. Ooh. Potential Such a controversial song Very Such a controversial band <laughs> you
0: really nailed it
1: One album, right?
0: Sounds about right
1: I think they did one album and we're done
0: That's pretty much all it took Oof.
1: I'm not sure they come come across That Johnny Rotten Sounding
0: great uh, No, they seem like dicks but not, uh, not at the Lou Reed level. I will give Johnny Rotten credit. I like the way he goes Rrr! like he does yeah. a little Rrr!
1: I heard that too. I was impressed. Yeah. Well um, done. To the
0: text. Wait. Oh. I mean there's You want to see Oh, I got something special. That's right. Oh, you do? So we've got AA Gill on the Brain, which well, That's you know, another podcast. I know. But okay. it, it has relevance here too. I, I went, you know, I go to the library a lot. I spotted AA Gill's so memoir. Pour me a life, but it's pour me like pour me, like pour me a drink. Yeah,
1: pour me, comma, a life.
0: Yes, he was a raging drunk. (laughs) And this book is about the period in his life, like when he went into art school at, uh, is it Strand? He gets accepted to this other art school and then gets kicked out, gets in this other art art school. You're talking
1: to a sex pistols expert. I don't know about it. Okay,
0: well, it's about him drinking a shitload.
1: Okay, sounds right. That's Um, sex pistol-esque.
0: But listen to this. Okay, so I was just, I'm reading, please kill me. I'm reading this book. Here's an overlap. So he's talking about, I'll give you a little context here. He's oh hanging out boy. with his art school buddies. Are you sure
1: you're up to that? Yeah.
0: That's, that's all you need. Just a little.
1: He teach you that at Metro.
0: So he's got all these new buddies, right? All these new art school friends. Mm. It was my first bespoke peer group. Ooh. Not chosen by school or neighbors or family, not monitored or audited by grown-ups. It felt vivid and louche and giddy. The what? first...
1: Um, all right, go ahead.
0: The first three chords of punk were fighting the feedback and spitting in London London pubs. So that's what we went. That's where we went to drink and buy pills. We had friends who'd play in a sort of glam rockabilly group. Oh. Rockabilly had a now-forgotten bouncy crepe-sold moment, drapes and quiffs and complicated heel and toe steps that were remarkably like Scottish country dancing. The hmm. band was called Bazooka Joe and the Rhythm Hot Shots. <laughs> Not good name. They played a Saint Martin's party when another feral, marauding group hijacked the stage and hammered out a furious, howling, cacophonous oh, set.
1: Sounds like Ramones playing different songs.
0: I'd like to say we all knew that this was the opening of a Pandora's box, the start of something stinking and magnificent, but the truth is they cleared the room, Yep. we all crowded into the bar, around the beer keg, dropped blues, and asked who the fuck let the tossers in. <sighs> Only in retrospect am I able to boast, I was at the Sex Pistols' first gig.
1: Hey! At that. Boom.
0: I'm not going to do a mic drop, but what a that's contribution a phone drop. to the book club. I'm always looking for so you did a little research, I did a little research. Yeah,
1: right. like, yours, this, was,
0: yours was Williams Man research. Yours was, was like, I'm gonna go to an encyclopedia and I'm gonna find something very specific. Yep. This was mine was more of a Richard Hell esque yep. discovery. Sure, I just I is. stumble upon these things, Mark, because I'm open to possibility. Pour mm. me a life. AA wow. a. Gill. ISBN number 9780399574917 uh, Hardcover retails For $26 Find it wherever Fine books are sold You're not going to find A Beat Alton bookseller Around anymore Ah fuck you But Tattered Cover Bookstore That's still open Fuck you That was a terrible Matt Damon impression
1: No that's not That's a Tom Verlaine On stage impression Oh That you oh. as Richard Howler supposed to say uh, Don't take it so Fucking seriously Nope Don't take it so Seriously asshole Don't take
0: it so Seriously
1: asshole Right
0: Okay all right. Wonderful. What a rousing start to the book club.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we should go to the text. Might as well, since we're talking sex pistols. There's some interesting shit there. My my overall takeaway would be... Oh, here we go. ...that the whole British punk rock scene just can hold a candle to the heart and soul and artistic depths of the U.S. It's all a bunch of artifice over there and a bunch of safety pins and...
0: Well, that's what's funny about it. Just it's 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 a anger. reaction to what they think Super is actually anger. happening over here. It's it like is. a cartoon version. Yes, it's like what their imaginations have let them believe is happening in the U.S.
1: Not as sophisticated. Although you're right. That's maybe that's not the right word because this just there's a genuineness to the U.S. one.
0: Yeah. Whereas well, if you think the- about rock and roll too, rock and roll. You know, you had blues music being played in the South. People in the northern did you? People in the north here in America were not hearing the blues music. It was going, no, it, there were, sh- it's because of shipping routes. There were shipping routes that went from like, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm going
1: to have to go back there.
0: Okay. It's you know the- what? It's because it's, what did you to me. just say? It's because okay, Listen of- to me. Let's just listen. I'm not arguing the point. Just, just listen and I'll finish the thought for you. So wanted- there were shipping routes between Liverpool mm-hmm. and some ports in the Southern US.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the like some of the sailors were bringing back 45s of blues music. So that music actually got to England before it got to like you know, New York or whatever. So that's why rock and roll. All
1: right. All has right. Its, I just, I'm gonna have to take out. What, that's that, where the
0: British invasion came from, man. These, these blues yeah, records it, that it. were first being but heard you, over there. You
1: just said something that was, if, if we isolate it and quote it, it's going to look totally ridiculous. What you said. It's only because
0: you were interrupting me.
1: No, the very first time. I mean, once you explained it, it's very important and smart. Uh, uh oh God.
0: But I, see, okay, let me give you an let's example. Let's not go to
1: the, not to the text yet. I I'm ready to... for a little text. No. I,
0: all right. So you talk about the Sex Pistols doing all sorts of wonky shit on stage. So don't go to a different band. No, but listen to the, here's the Ramones. Here's an original group. Here's what uh, they're doing. The Ramones always put a few drops of piss in anything yeah, they gave I, their guests as a little joke. I, I got that too. Here's the Sex Pistols. When Johnny Rotten came to see the Ramones at the Roundhouse, he asked if Mon, he asked Monty if he could come backstage and say hello. Johnny Ramone said it was all right and was very friendly to Johnny Rotten when they met. He shook his hand, patted him on the back, and asked if he wanted a beer. Ha, ha, ha. I like whenever it's a DD remote quote, there's always ha, ha, ha. Like, what's that ha, ha, ha really sound like? I'd like to know. Johnny Rotten took it and drank it down in one gulp. We were all holding our breaths and going blank, so he just left. So there you go. There's a little ribbing from the old guard to the new guard. Drink my piss.
1: Well... Speaking of piss, let me get to this quote. It's toward the end. I, I was unaware of this as a concert going phenomenon. I believe they called it gobbing. Was that what they called it?
0: Yeah. Spitting on everybody.
1: It sounds horrendous. It's Uh, disgusting. Richard Hell, you know, it was at the peak of gobbing. Gobbing. Yeah. Bob Quine. It was a horrible experience being covered with spit every night from the audience and not necessarily out of admiration. At, at the beginning of the set, at least they'd have beer to spit on you. But then they'd run out of beer, and they'd just hawk up whatever they could. They're just spitting at the stage. Yeah. Good times.
0: Well, they're throwing beer bottles too. I mean, they're trying to fuck people up.
1: Yeah, that was sp-
0: some pretty wild shit. See, but again, it's like it's this, it's this weird abstraction of what they think is happening over here. That's what's very I interesting. I to don't
1: me. like what's going on. Listen to this. Across listen, the pond. Listen to
0: these extremities, man. All of a sudden, this is DD Dee Dee again. All of a sudden, I had a huge amount of speed in my hand. I started sniffing it like crazy. I was so high. And then I saw Sid, Sid Vicious, bass player, Sex Pistols. And he said, do you have anything to get high? I said, yeah, I've got some speed. So Sid pulled out a set of works and put a whole bunch of speed in the syringe and then stuck the needle in the toilet with all the puke and piss in there and and loaded it. He didn't cook it up. He just shook it, stuck it in his arm and got off. I just looked at him. I'd seen it all by then. He just looked at me kind of dazed and said, man, where did you get this stuff? So it's almost like because, because their version <laughs> out, of it Out-degenerating the degenerates. But not not necessarily on purpose. And not even they, he well. He probably thinks he's trying to keep up. But really what he's doing is like this, yeah.
1: Here,
0: this here, exploded abstraction.
1: Just come on. And then here's Malcolm McLaren. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, he's, well, the,
0: he's the one who links it all together, right? He's the one who brought Richard Hell
1: <laughs> yeah, but to the UK. Still on point for Malcolm... Mm-hmm. When Nancy Spungen, great mm. name, Spungin, oh, this is
0: a great. I know what you're going to think.
1: About. I think I'm ill-fated Nancy's going to have a, a death, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps at the hands of Sid Vicious. Spoiler alert. Yeah. When when Nancy Spungen came into my shop, it was as if Doctor Strangelove had sent us this dreaded disease specifically to England and specifically to my store. Mm. He. There's You're liking this guy. He's a poet. He, he, no, he's, he's very afraid of um, dirty women. Well, she was one of the dirtiest, I well, think. Well, but it's a theme with him. Like, it's especially, that's what he Somebody's interviewing him about the history of punk rock, and he remembers all of the diseased ridden women.
0: Well, yeah. He, he's a little hung up on STDs, that's for sure.
1: I mean, he's had a rich life and experience in this movement. And there's other things to talk about, Malcolm. There are. Come on. All right. I, we got to look. The Heartbreakers. I'm so contextualizing. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the text. In May 1975, Johnny Thunders and Jerry Nolan quit the New York dolls. Mm. I think that's out of that Florida trailer park. <sighs> Ooh, Check back good. episode three. Uh the same week that Richard Hell left television. Oh, what a monumentous
0: week in rock ah, history. Fuck you. <laughs> you asshole.
1: The Heartbreakers, also known as Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, to distinguish them from Tom Petty's band. It's a smart move. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, though. Uh, <clears throat> uh, they spearheaded the first wave of punk rock, of course, as we know.
0: Oh, you want the music now? Sure, that'd be
1: a good time for
0: it. Well, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know you were going to do this rapid wind down. Oh, you
1: could hit pause. I don't need to hit fucking pause. I Those got Heartbreakers sure. and I got Richard Hell And then we'll be yeah, all yeah, contextualized yeah, yeah. I don't know these guys at all Get ready I think that's them on the cover that that the way the so
0: Oh yeah, see Oh yeah, that's, that's Richard yeah. Hell Second from the left yeah.
1: Johnny Thunders All the way on the right which one's Jerry Nolan? It's one of the other
0: ones. Oh, oh. Feels Such like an this, attitude. It's like yeah, some it's R&B attitude. with attitude.
1: Uh, yeah, it seems like he was a bad fit for the cerebral intricacies of television and he was. Mark Brush slash Paul slash Tom Verlaine. One more to contextualize, and oh, that would right. be Richard Helen and the Voidoids. Might as well get right to that, huh? I don't have much to say about this guy other than the fact that he, as you have texted me, you asked my partner to evaluate the aesthetics of Richard Hell versus Tom Brady.
0: I want to know who she, who was hotter. Yeah. Because Tom Brady's her boyfriend. Would she dump Tom Brady for Richard Hell?
1: (laughs) It would be part of.
0: I mean, it would be, it's a total tonal shift, I suppose.
1: Yeah. She wasn't into Richard Hell.
0: So that's nice though. Because because she
1: picks, she picks
0: Tom Brady. You're like a version of that, right? You're very focused and disciplined just like Tom Brady. You hate nightshades, just like Tom Brady. You cry when you lose, just like Tom Brady. There's so many overlaps. Uh, I like to cheat, overlaps.
1: deflate balls.
0: But I mean, throughout this book, the consensus the seems to be that Richard Hell is like,
1: just like, oh, I've got a, a dreamy looking
0: dude. But then there's also like, and this is, I remember being so annoyed by this when I was a young man. It's like you'd, you'd, you'd fall for a girl and then she'd fall for the, she likes some asshole instead. Some guy who was like kind of mean to her. You know, did that ever happen to you? How to me a couple times. Mm, I don't. It's like I'm nicer. Why don't you just you know? Didn't hurt me. But that was like Richard oh. Hell in a in a
1: nutshell. Where's the quote about Richard Hell? Oh, it's a great one because I no, hold on, because I want to be able to say her name. It's important that every is episode is Anya we, Phillips? Nope, it's Baby Buell.
0: Oh, of course. Oh yeah, Anya Phillips probably wouldn't have
1: Oh she, yep. blank full generation is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I thought Richard Hell was just, please. I mean, he was like the male ideal. Yeah. But I was always just way too afraid to talk to him. This is after she slept with 45 different punk rockers.
0: Well, she's she's got uh, Todd Rundgren, Iggy yep. Pop. She ends up ugh, with Steve Tyler at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: wait. That also reminds me of the Patty Smith quote where... uh Legs McNeil, first time he's going to interview, he's like, ah, textbook style. We went in unprepared, came up with some stupid fucking questions. First one was, I heard Aerosmith playing on your first record (laughs) (laughs) or your next record. Um, And I thought Richard Hell was just pleased. I mean, he was like the male ideal, but I was always just way too afraid to talk to him because he was too cool. He was Bob Dylan, man. He was like from another planet to me. He was so damn good-looking. I mean, let's face it. He was a big hunk of a man and a good-looking guy. He was really hot, totally crazy, like on stage two. Forget it. She can't stop.
0: I know. See, that's why I wanted to know what Jenny thought, because I started looking at pictures of him, and I'm like, man, this dude just smolders.
1: He don't stop. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. I don't think that's right. It's weird. Must have been the attitude. It's all
0: attitude, man. That was my whole point a second ago. You're, you're a dick.
1: I'm a dick. If they like it, I guess. Oh, I there a dick. Oh. Is this Blank Generation? Uh, sure
0: is. Okay, good know this song you're in for a treat maybe i'll let it go a little longer than usual
1: don't hurt yourself so it's just getting warmed up i was saying let me out of here before i was even born in such a gamble when you get a face it's fascinating is to observe sure is. the mirror does, but what i Ever heard this. Good, it? It's great stuff. There you are. Let's go to the text.
0: Well, I mean, you got You got to say when you listen to those three things together, one band is clearly outclassed by the other two.
1: Sex Pistols? Come on. Oh yeah, they're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, like it's much purer at the source. You don't have as much of a spectacle. But isn't that amazing that they? But were- what about a testicle? What- <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're having man. a ball over here, aren't we?
1: Anybody you yeah. get it? You okay, Matt? We're having a ball,
0: Matt. Come on, Matt. <sighs> These are so Can we kick stiff. somebody out of book club? Is I know. that possible?
1: <coughs> it's like you've got right. nothing to say. If we but, want to read a real history here we book. We'll read oh. Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States. Better you than Chomsky's Manufacturing Get, Consent. You think that's a good Sean, b-? people baffle
0: me. I'll tell you, who fucking baffles me. Get, All if, right, next time maybe we'll read People's History of the United States. But even
1: if Matt's gonna say that, does Sean have to say the same thing in response every week? All right, One we talked about the Ramones, the Ramones, and the um, piss drinks. That's cool, classic guys. Mm-hmm. Come on, Didi. Here we well, go. Why did I want to read this? I got one for you. Uh, look at this. I <laughs> got a whole theme, thematic topic here. All right, gonna, you do yours let's first. Let's you
0: this. Unless
1: it's... <clears throat> we've, you know,
0: we've spent a lot of time worrying and complaining about last year and this year. <laughs> the... Uh depth of I don't think we're alone there. Yeah. Well, listen to this. This happened a long time ago, but see if it rings true today. Okay. It might. I wrote 2016, 2017 next to it. Let's let's see if I was on point. Well, this is legs McNeil. Here's the thought. This is legs himself. Got to respect that. Oh,
1: I know this quote. I did this one too.
0: Decadence seems so lame because, because decay suggests that there's still some time and there wasn't any more time. Things had collapsed. We had lost the war in Vietnam to a bunch of guys with sticks and black pajamas Vice President Spiro Agnew had to resign because he was caught taking bribes in the White House. And Richard Nixon had the Watergate burglars break into the Democratic National Headquarters because he was so paranoid. I mean, fucking Nixon had won the election by the biggest landslide in in history. He was just insane. And then he had to resign. And then President Gerald Ford told New York City to drop dead when it went bankrupt. I mean, New York City declared bankruptcy. Compared to what was going on in the real world, decadence seemed kind of quaint. So punk wasn't about decay. Punk was about the apocalypse. Punk was about annihilation. Nothing worked. So let's get right to Arm to Armageddon. You know, if you found out the missiles were on their way, you'd probably start saying what you always wanted to. You'd probably Here turn to go. your wife and say, you know, I always thought you were a fat cow. Nice. And that's how we behaved.
1: That's a good way to go out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Famous last words.
1: You know what? That just... just
0: I'm not a huge fan of the fat cow to, part, but the rest right. of it...
1: Springs to mind, forces it right to the top. Yep we're uh, what's going to happen a year, two, three, four years from now as the artistic response to this current apocalyptic crisis. And how much time do we have? How much time do we have? You'll never know. You'll never know. Um, I don't understand this. Well, I do understand it. This whole like swastika SS third Reich theme running through punk rock. Yeah. most
0: of them like have no idea what it really means. They're like, a lot of them are surprised to find
1: out like, oh. A few colorful moments. Okay. This is Eileen Polk. Arturo, that's a man, had this black SS uniform hanging from the ceiling of his loft with a ball gown next to it. I just know that Dee Dee and Arturo would dress up (laughs) up in them when nobody was around. I'm just sure they did. I don't know who wore the dress and who wore the uniform, but I just know they were into that. Later, Eileen Polk, no longer with Arturo and Dee Dee, but with Stiv Bader's of the... Dead is it boys Vader's
0: or Bator's. I don't know. I always thought Bator's, but
1: that doesn't, uh, matter. Um, well, b- excuse me. First, the dead boys are going in to record their album and they have this, uh, what's her name? Uh, Genya? something, a woman producing who is Jewish. <laughs> they walk oh, in in yeah, their yeah. full Nazi regalia. Uh, and she's like, fucking get those dance. fucking things off, get them fucking off. And I'll tell you what they stand for. The guys didn't even know what they stood for. Yep. Uh, the owner of this recording studio is Jewish, and I'm Jewish, and I'm your producer, and I can lose the drums very fucking easy if you don't take... He took off the swastikas. I mean, I knew the dead boys weren't Nazis. I knew that they were young punks. Anything that's bad, they wanted to do. I was there once, but not with swastikas. So I turned them onto bagels. They never had a fucking bagel. That's great.
0: That's great. That's so all I'll you, Hey, food. One it's more. Tie the binds. I mean, <coughs> but the dead boys, right? Didn't they come from Cleveland? Yep. So there again, you have so a kind of a different, like, a different interpretation of what this whole thing means.
1: Yeah. But What's the uh, opposite of sophisticated? They're just rubes. Well, they are kind of rubes. They're rubes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be offensive, but they lack a certain knowledge of the world. <laughs> and well, yet they're uh, angry about it.
0: Let me, uh, I got, I, I got, got
1: one more about the swastikas. Oh yeah. Okay. This is an important one. Yeah. Go ahead. Eileen Polk. One night, Steve Bader's shaved a swastika into my pubic hair and Jimmy Zero took pictures. Yeah. As you do. <laughs> That's it? That's what you... I just want let you know. That's <laughs> well, so you're a, also... It's an unfortunate subtext of the punk movement that I, they didn't really know what they were... They, I mean, I get it. They're angry about stuff. Yeah, and that's just,
0: that's just something that riles people up. They just want to get a rise out of people. I they guess it's not, and it's, not just, uh,
1: it's not just focused way. on uh, Jews. They also seem to like to poke the fire with the black population. The White Panthers instead of the Black Panthers. And Although it seemed
0: like the MC5, like that White Panthers, they got along Orange with the January. Black Panthers, didn't they?
1: Um, I think. Well, we could write a whole book about that, couldn't we? Chapter twenty-nine about
0: it at least. Fun with Dick and Jane introduced us. That, like we've heard about the Dictators, right? That was the band that kind oh, yeah. of inspired Legs McNeil to create Punk Magazine with his buddy.
1: Oh hey, yeah, we got a clip of them.
0: No. All right. Maybe next time. But, but their uh, front man, Handsome Dick Manitoba. Jesus, yeah. Listen to this shit. Is this the thing with the... No, this isn't where he gets oh. attacked on stage. We can talk about that, too. This is, this is like... Jesus. So they're from the Bronx, right? Oh,
1: my God. Wait a minute. Somebody told me to go to CBGB's to see the greatest band in the world, the Dead Boys. So I went down one night when they were playing. It baby, be well. And I walk in, the first thing I see is Stiv getting head on stage. The very first thing. Yep. <clears throat> Proceed.
0: Handsome Dick Manitoba. I had a reputation for destroying people's houses and being like the maniac party guy. I don't know why I got invited to people's houses. I was the loudest, noisiest, most destructive guy. (laughs) One time my parents went on vacation to Florida and as soon as they left, I went around to all the playgrounds in the Bronx and told everyone we knew that I was having a big party at my house. We started off with 10 cases of beer and a bag of 100 real 714 Quaaludes. As you do. Quaaludes were great. The love drug. They made you real horny. You just wanted to rip off your clothes and scream, suck my dick.
1: Yep, as
0: you do. So everyone was eating ludes and drinking, and it was crazy. I remember sleeping with a friend's sister. I remember two girls in bed with each other. I remember shopping carts flying off the 26th floor terrace.
1: That's dangerous.
0: I remember the co-op city security police raiding it twice Please and the regular do. cops once. How does this party get raided three times and continue?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I remember cooking eggs with the shells in them and eating them. I don't remember this, but at the end of the party, all my sister's and mother's jewelry got robbed. I was so stoned that I was walking around in a red jockstrap and nothing else except red lipsticks and here you go and swastikas drawn all over my body. <sighs> My friend Cliff got locked out with nothing on and had to hide in the stairwell when the cops came. My friend Alex was so stoned that he fell over, couldn't figure out how to put his hands out in front of his face, and broke his nose. It was like a Fellini movie, and it went on all night.
1: You know what that sounds like? That sounds like uh, what we've been envisioning for the 100th episode of Match.
0: That's exactly. That's Our live the same, taping uh, Just a big bag party. of lewds. Yeah, Ten yeah. cases of beer.
1: We need to have, well, some people are going to have to come who have sisters so that we can sleep with the sisters.
0: My word. Uh... But, the, but but then this because of Handsome Dick Manitoba this whole there's this you don't big,
1: have to call him Handsome Dick Manitoba you could just sure call do. him Richard
0: <laughs> but then what happens there's this he's a real instigator Oof. Jane County is on stage at CBGB's Handsome Dick Manitoba came down
1: this would be formerly Wayne County yeah and this is
0: Jane County talking it didn't click in my head that he was the singer of Promod- the band the Dictators okay I'd seen them at the Coventry and I Keep liked talking. them but I didn't put two and two together particularly on stage with the lights and the band blah 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 all I kept hearing was queer. That was, that was the one word that used to get me going bad. He had to pick the one word that would get me all riled up queer. Yeah. He knew how to do it. And so what happens? Fucking Wayne or Jane County picks up the mic, like, or no, Dick, Dick comes up on stage, but you had to, you had to cross the stage, to go to the bathroom. So he might've been trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yep. She picks up the microphone stand and like swings it and has the, the I don't
1: wherewithal, know.
0: there we go. The wherewithal not to hit to him know, in the head but she hits him in the collar or in the shoulder and breaks his collarbone. Mm. And he's like fucked up for a he's long time. He's fucked up.
1: And there's hospital bills and there's, it, it creates this rift and there's the movement. a fissure who's going to support her. Who's going to support the, which one is he? Dictators, the dictators. Yeah. And then eventually they all come together again. When well, I
0: think then Lester bangs gets involved and
1: starts uh, campaigning another for another shitbag. bag. Di- yeah. I, I read, I'm not even going to say the word that he, he talk about racial Oh, what he thinks he is? Yeah, he, he was kind of, of a tool. I read I read
0: a biography of N him. In words. Do you know who Jim Derogatis is? No. He has a podcast. Oh, uh, does he? Called Sound Opinions with Greg Cott, a couple of Chicago music journalists. Oh, that sounds good. It's really good. But he wrote uh, a biography. Why
1: don't I subscribe to that and listen to that?
0: Uh, it's on NPR. Oh, what's it called? Sound Opinions. It was a TV show too, but... I used to watch it when I was in Chicago, but Jim Deere goddess wrote a biography of Lester Bangs.
1: Oh, Who, who's like, not who's what it's Prominent called. rock journalist, mostly a cream yeah. brief stint at punk. I he think he of... just
0: kind of, he was sort of like Hunter Thompson, like very gonzo made himself part of the yeah. story. Yeah. He was known for like, they they sold these inhalers back then that had a certain kind of drug in the wick, like some sort of amphetamine or something. And he would buy them all up and just rip the wicks out and eat them. <laughs> He was and like drink ass loads of cough syrup. He had a very strange drug regimen. Oh,
1: sound opinions.
0: But he was a prolific writer. Why don't you look up the name of the Lester Bangs biography while you're on your phone?
1: Nah. Fuck that guy. Let
0: it blurt. That's Let it blurt? Called. Yep. <laughs> Let it blurt. I don't have the ISBN in front of me. If you could look that up, that'd be great. This is a, we are booksellers. Oh,
1: good God. They're on episode 580 of sound opinions. They've been doing it a long time. Eh, that's an hour. It's a good show. Oh, they, usually, they
0: usually do an album review. They All usually right. interview somebody.
1: More from the text. This is back to that, trying to get a sense of how the, how the punk movement shifts when it goes across the pond. Mm-hmm. Mary Heron, you could really feel the world, world moving and shaking that autumn of 1976 in London. I felt that what we had done as a joke in New York had been taken for real in England by a younger and more violent audience. hmm what to me had been a much more adult and intellectual bohemian rock culture in New York had become this crazy teenage thing in England. Not for the better.
0: And actually, if we could just go back to the Dick Manitoba, Handsome Dick Manitoba, Jane. <laughs> I thing.
1: I did no quotes for about Handsome Dick Manitoba. I can't believe it. Well, so sorry, I got.
0: So like you, like you were saying, it became kind of a fissure. They were people taking sides. Mm.
1: Um, oh, here's well, when geek. it comes,
0: when it comes to the attitude of the punk movement towards homosexuality, it was kind of interesting because like no one really had a problem with it.
1: In and, a certain he, way, but yet they also like to like make fun of it.
0: They did, but it was like, like you'd make fun of your friend just for being yeah. whatever. Like, it's I like know,
1: skateboard humor.
0: But I feel like Legs McNeil kind of, he sums it up in a sentence. This is just a sentence. What was great about the scene was that people's curiosity seemed stronger than their fear. <sighs> Deep. That's what we
1: need. That is what we need. Danny leaves the room. Danny Field. Mm. So, Fields? fields 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 he's trying to get ray ray Manzarek of the doors together with iggy good luck danny leaves the room this is ray talking and five minutes later the bands they got the band assembled iggy's upstairs they're ready to record five minutes later the door opens to the rehearsal and in walks iggy pop this time not wearing a dress but entirely 100 percent buck naked yeah iggy the guys were totally shocked it wasn't even shocking to me. And the other guys said, oh, my God, this is our first rehearsal. Here's the lead singer, the famous Iggy Pop, absolutely naked. I said, Iggy, there aren't any girls here. It's just a bunch of guys. Iggy just wanted to be naked. He said, do you think, could you go back upstairs and put some clothes on? Do you have a little loincloth up there perhaps you can wear? <laughs> a little loincloth. Iggy said, "Oh, oh, yeah, good idea, Ray. Good idea, Ray. <laughs> Fuck that's good. Here's legs. Lou was brilliant, but he was an asshole. Iggy was a god. There's the, that these these figureheads defining them.
0: Well, let's 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 take a little uh, dip back into Richard Hell here. Okay. Here's, here's legs. I and, love how
1: it's such a rich cast now.
0: It is. Here's legs and Richard from a, a punk magazine interview. So legs says, "Where do you feel comfortable?" Richard Hell says, oh, "When I'm asleep." S- Are is you brutal. glad you were born? I have my doubts. Did you ever read Nietzsche? Ha 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 ha. Legs, listen to me. He said that anything that makes you laugh, anything that's funny indicates an emotion that's died. Every time you laugh, that's an emotion, a serious emotion that doesn't exist with you anymore. That's why I think you and everything else is so funny. This dude's like a fucking philosopher,
1: bro. Yeah, but he's also super bleak, man.
0: I thought, here's Richard Hell. I always thought that the stuff I was, I was doing was trying to be truthful and honest, whatever that means. I did have this whole feeling of the root of an attitude I'd notice in myself. That once all the discussion was done, basically, I don't care. When anything got into the final analysis, I didn't care. That's yep. what that song Blank Generation was about. I would always take the opposite view of the person who was trying to analyze it, so I was deliberately giving as much latitude as possible. I belong to the Blank Generation. The The idea is that it's supposed to be Blank. I mean, how can you misinterpret that? Anything you think is correct. <laughs>
1: that's, three yeah, that's three emotions. Dee Dee comes in at the end. Yeah, that's
0: laughs. three emotions he just killed with... little burst of laughter. Well, but
1: the the beginning of that is what struck me, the beginning of that particular passage, Richard Hell. Mm -hmm. Basically, I have one feeling, the desire to get out of here. And any other feelings I have come from trying to analyze, you know, why I want to go away. I always feel uncomfortable, and I just want to walk out of the room. It's not going to any other place or any other sensation or anything like that. It's just to get out of here.
0: Here he is again. (laughs) I got labeled being a nihilist and a solopist. Solipsist, which I, solipsist, which I had to look up. See, I had to look it up too in the mm-hmm. dictionary. It means somebody that's totally Didn't self. Stick. It means that's. It means somebody that's totally self-involved. Ha ha ha! That's fair.
1: Dee Dee again. Dee <laughs> Dee just shows up. Uh, here's maybe this. Maybe this will be insightful into this weird interplay between the punks and these um, cultural subgroups. Of more sensitive nature that they aren't white males. Mass (laughs) movements are always so unhip. That's why that's what was great about punk. It was an anti-movement because there was knowledge there from the very beginning that with mass appeal comes all those tedious folks who need to be told what to think. Hip can never be a mass movement. And culturally, the gay liberation movement and all the rest of the movements were the beginning of political correctness which was just fascism to us. Real fascism. More rules. (sighs) But as far as us being homophobic, that was ludicrous because everyone we hung out with was gay. Whew.
0: It's that time in the show, Mark. It's
1: a rich interweave. It is. Through, I think we got through all my I mean, Hey, there's a
0: question we don't always ask. Like, well,
1: no, we didn't get to Anya, Anya, whatever. What is, what is part four about to you, Mark? Um,
0: what are the themes that emerge, Mark?
1: So very clearly we have the distortion of the movement overseas. That's a big one. And... It seems to me like that's going to take over in certain ways, Ooh. In, as, as it does, and to the detriment of, oh, it's going to change the game, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to go, I was going to try to make it like it's going to go more Lou Reed, more Iggy Pop. That's not the right binary. It's just going to get probably darker and worse.
0: Well, it's going to become a, a product.
1: A product. Yeah, and exactly. that's when
0: everything always dies, right? Fucking it's when, it, when it's packaged and so sold, you know what? man. Enjoy
1: this moment, Natch. This ain't a product.
0: No, we couldn't sell it if we tried.
1: Yeah, we could sell this shit in a heartbeat.
0: Uh, did what was the language? The did the language make the group lose interest? This is it in something question. that Would have? Oh, okay. The way a book is written can impact a reader's enjoyment yes, and okay. understanding of it. Yes. Hey, Jeez. Hey.
1: Oh, so can the audio equipment.
0: That was just one some of my stooges meddling. That was a blender with a mic in it. It's just really quiet. Did the language make the group lose interest in something that would have been otherwise an exciting subject? Were unfamiliar terms and concepts explained? Were there plenty of visuals to reinforce the subject matter? And were they helpful? There were a lot of visuals.
1: Oh, there were some pictures. Well, I mean, I guess they conjure up images. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of conjuring. Uh, The language, well, there's a lot of swear words. Oh, Delicate
0: rush. <laughs> Ever the prig. I
1: think. I think the. I think the book is made by the way it's written. Absolutely, the Mark. most obvious way being it's just pure.
0: It's visceral. Primary
1: dude. interview based. Did
0: the author? Oh, were there any web links for you this time?
1: I still don't think I got it. Did you get a web? I didn't not get a, a single web link. link but not man, one.
0: I'm loving the uh, cast of characters in the back. Can't get enough of that. Yeah, that's helpful. Did preconceived opinions of this person or topic change after reading the book? If so, did they change for the better or the worse? This is Explain. always
1: the question,
0: and each week there's a there's kind of a new
1: twist to it. Um, everything deepens. I think it's in deepening. I think it's deepening. Mm-hmm. Cast of characters, deepening locations, deepening. You've got like this this sort of foil in the whole Sex Pistols UK scene, and how that's going to infect. Well, then you've got movement. characters
0: coming from Cleveland and the Bronx into the mix. You got broadening the base. You got degenerates from everywhere. <laughs> and then you get fissures. You get the first uh, one of the Anal first fissures. big uh, splits. You know, over the Jane you, County Handsome there's, Dick there's Manitoba. There's lots of good
1: violence. There's also Patties twirling around and falling off the stage oh and my breaking neck. We didn't neck. talk about that.
0: Oh. Opening for Bob Seger,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> twirling like a little whirling dervish. Long
1: and lonesome highway. You know what that makes me want to do? A little karaoke.
0: That must mean that our time here, oh, it's just about up, Mark. You've been banned. Um,
1: you can't stop me from singing karaoke, especially a little Seeger. is a Natch production. Your hosts are Josh Tyson and Mark Brush. Josh, formerly of B. Dalton Bookseller, holds a B.A. in English from Metropolitan State University of Denver and is the author of Sweet Nothings. Mark, formerly of Tattered Cover Bookstore, holds a B.A. in English from Williams College and is the author of The Kepler Track. Check out their other shows wherever fine podcasts are sold for free natch for food news eventually and in the face for insider nfl action theme music by anna deloy williams class of 18 on the next Listen to the engine Moaning out is one No song You can think about the woman Or the girl you knew The night before Girl's